Hello, welcome everyone to the Anarcho-Biblicalist Podcast. My name is Jordan, and I have a lovely, lovely guest with me today, and his name is Juan. Juan, how are you today? Thanks, Jordan. I'm good. The uh, lovely, beautiful, and talented Juan. <laughs> thank you. So, Jordan, yes. I'm not sure if I mentioned this to you, but my uh, youngest sister recently started working at a fast food place as um, the cashier at the drive-thru, right? Yes. And so, while she was working, this guy pulled up to her and asked her if she spoke Spanish. Mm-hmm. And she was she responded yes, thinking, oh, this guy must need some help with something, uh-huh. whatever. And when she answered yes, instead of doing any normal person thing, she hands her this piece of a pamphlet I have in my hands right now. This piece of paper is in Spanish, and it's titled, It Could Be Your Last Five Minutes of Life. Okay? Okay. And so... It's it's I'm a, I'm gonna try and do my best to read it right here, and I just want to make the point as to why I'm okay comfortable doing this podcast and kind of shitting on the Bible. Uh huh. And it's because people are comfortable just giving random people uh pieces of literature. Wait, like and this. to clarify, this paper is in Spanish. It is okay. in Spanish, so I mean, I'm gonna try and interpret it the funniest way possible. I'm ready, but it is his interpretation. Uh huh. All right, ready. This be a bonus episode. <laughs> Nah, it's not that long. (laughs) Okay. Someone just died. I wish that for the next five minutes, you leave as though it was your last five minutes to live, as though they were your last five minutes of life. After all, in your city, someone will die in the next five minutes. It could very well be you. Why not? (laughs) I love that. In five (laughs) minutes... I, it's 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 repetitive like the Bible. It's very it takes inspiration from that, from it like that. <laughs> Too fair though, it flows honestly in Spanish, but it does get a bit awkward in English. <laughs> five minutes. In five minutes, when you're dead, someone will arrange a bedsheet or maybe even a blanket over your head. <laughs> Shroud of Turin. An ambulance will come to take you to the hospital to begin an autopsy, which. I don't think that's what happens. I think it has to be really suspicious circumstances of which you die in order for you to get an autopsy. I don't know. They might just do autopsies forever. I, I could be wrong, though. No, they don't do autopsies for everybody. Mm-hmm. Okay. They'll call whoever is in charge of the funeral and make arrangements to let KU a tomb. <laughs> During the funeral, people will come and spill tears over your lifeless corpse. <laughs> They'll gaze and touch your cold, expressionless face. I, for a second, I thought you said the gaze will touch your cold, expressionless face. Oh, God. That, that, that's terrifying. <laughs> that's very uh, Soulsborne-esque. Oh, wait. I meant, like, the homosexuals. Did you mean, like, the the gaze, like, somebody looking? Yeah, okay. I, I, yeah, like, a, an unknown entity known as the gaze. Oh, that's hardcore. I wish, it's, I wish I meant that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> During the funeral, families will cry and lament, but you will not be there. They'll escort themselves towards the cemetery with your body in a coffin in a hearse. In the cemetery, they'll take and place your corpse in a hole in the dirt. The people will cry. The men will toss the dirt over the coffin in which your body is located so that they may place a headstone over it. I like how it's just your name will describing this person's understanding of how a f- of how of how death goes and like a funeral and like acting like it's like it means anything. <laughs> Yeah, and also, it, it's 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 purposely being very graphic to you know, to get to you emotionally. Uh huh. But it just comps off as you know. Yeah, it's like kind of edgy. It's kind of <laughs> like it, it seems like it's trying to be like, 
oh, let me describe to you everything that happened so that you really feel like it, you're Spider-Man in this video game. But, like, it just it's just coming off as kind of, like, boring. Everybody knows what happens when you die. Yeah. This, like, this ain't a big surprise. <laughs> this ain't some shocking revelation. Like, I would watch but this. Anyway. Like, this is, like, a history channel, like, how it's done, like, how it's made. Like, I would just watch this just casually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Your name. Wait, what was that? Okay. The man will toss the dirt over the coffin in which your body is located so that we place a headstone over it. Your name will be in that stone with your name and your birth date and today's date further down. And they will have said, they've died. I also love how the funeral takes the same place as your death, like the same day. The people will go. They'll recover, and they'll eventually forget that your body is still there. Damn, life goes on. I guess, like, on the grand scheme of things, but it's acting like that's gonna happen within, like, a human lifetime. Like, just, like, your your son or whatever is gonna be like, huh, wonder where dad's buried. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, that's what it's trying to insinuate here, but, like, yeah, this is just the passage of time. There's no big surprise here. Oh, but it gets better. <laughs> your five minutes are almost over. What the fuck, bitch? You're spending it over reading this thing. I could have been spending it doing something else. Instead, you may, you tell me I've got five minutes and you want me to read this stupid thing. All right. Yeah, that's like two and a half of the minutes. So. <laughs> Your five minutes are almost over, so we better get to the point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. All right. All right. We're running out of time here. Let's do it. <laughs> when the time is up and you have died, where will you be heading towards? We have already decided where your body will go, but what about where you will go? As, you know, as if there was a difference. <laughs> will you have gone to heaven or gone to hell? Oh yes, you will be in either one or the other. So, let me tell you what you must do to end up in the place of your choosing. Okay, I'm ready. If you want... It, I'm trying to, I'm oh, trying to just, choose hell, so let's go. <laughs> let's see. Well, it just... It, 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 it gives like four... Uh, Four quotes from the Bible, but I don't want to spoil myself. Ah, so true. <laughs> I'm gonna skip those and go up to where the actual writing goes. If you want to go to heaven, you better do this in your last breathing seconds. Get on your knees. Hurry up. Now confess <laughs> to God you are a sinner. Let's go. Don't lose time. Tell him that you deserve to go to hell. Tell him you know his son died on the cross. You better hurry. Now tell him you are repenting and tell him you want him in your heart to come save you. Look, my five minutes were already up. If I'm dying, I feel like that's going to be hard for me to do physically. Is there is there anything <laughs> else we can do here? Well, there's something else. Uh, I, I, I decided to leave this quote on because it fits in with the paragraph. But uh, Romans 10.9 says, If you confess with your mouth to Sir Jesus... <laughs> And if you believe God returned him from the dead, you will be saved. <laughs> did you trust in him? Did you accept him as your savior? If you did, you are ready for heaven. That sounds like a euphemism. <laughs> <laughs> I just love how it, sa it, it says Señor Jesus, which it's in a serious tone here. And it's grammatically fine. But I thought it'd be funny to say Sir Jesus. Sir Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So, Jordan, let's take a second to do that right now. Because apparently it's so easy to be accepted into heaven. Okay, I gotta. Alright, I gotta so adjust my the knees. rig here. Okay. Hurry up. No, oh, oh shit. <laughs> I'm running out of time. Are you on your knees? Yes. Alright, I confess to you, Sir Jesus, and I believe. I confess to you, Sir and I Jesus. I believe God returned you from the dead. And I believe that God 
return you from the dead. Alright, we're done cool. here. <laughs> Alright, everybody, welcome to the Anarcho Biblicalist Podcast, now 100% uh, heaven bound. We're, we did it. <laughs> we have uh, confessed our sins, uh, Jesus died for us, and now we get to shit talk all we want. Yes. And we will start, Juan, with a summary of what happened last time. Can, can you give us that? Yeah, so fucking uh, Abram again. Mm-hmm. Shit. Hey, it's been a couple I forget, weeks. No, I, forget I, get how, it. I forget how we started exactly. So. Oh, wait, it was Sodom and Gomorrah. Sodom and Gomorrah, yes. Yeah, so Abram did the debate lore thing of like, uh, what about 40 gracious people? No, what about 30? Now let's say, what about for 20? the sake of argument, there were 40 righteous men in Sodom. <laughs> Would you not, therefore, as a righteous god, not put Sodom to the sword? You know, the guy gave in, it's like, fine, even if, if, if you find any righteous people there, I will not destroy the city. And before Abram even got to the city, a few of the citizens tried to get a little with the Holy Spirit and Jesus. You know, not really, but the text is so vague, so canonically to this podcast, it is uh, the Holy Spirit and foreskin Jesus, proto-Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> and so before Abram even got there... Uh, God just destroyed the city and made Lot's life a lot worse for some Way reason. Way worse. Even though he was, he didn't do anything wrong as far as I can tell so far in regards to this. And he ended up with a dead wife, probably two dead daughters, two dead sons-in-laws, and his home was destroyed. Yeah. Among things, they'll have to wait until after we do the content warning. <laughs> well, content warning right now, This the Bible is horrible with this type of shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if you can't handle violence... Uh, incest and uh, sexual assault. Bible's not the book for you. Sorry. Yeah. All right. Then from Sodom and Gomorrah, uh, we went to the birth of Isaac and uh, how he was weaned. Oh, he got weaned. True. He got weaned and Ismael got not weaned and in fact got put through uh, well, honestly the same experience as most Mexican children do crossing the border, but that doesn't mean it's good. It doesn't mean he went through a hardship. No, yeah. it's, it's, it's a bad experience. <laughs> it's a terrible experience. Saved only by God kind of being like, oh, here's some water. Well over here, by Even the way. Even though I put you in this situation. Even though I endorsed Abram assaulting you and putting you in this situation. And endorsed him kicking you out of his place. All-knowing, all-powerful, all-gracious God. Then there, there was this little anime filler episode where we find out that Sarah was actually Abram's sister. Yes. And uh, then Sarah dies in a true anarcho-capitalist fashion. He uses her death as leverage to buy some land. You're forgetting what? Is... one more little story though. Uh, uh, Isaac, Abraham, and two young men Oh my god, <laughs> that's right. Went up to a mountain where uh, Abraham almost killed Isaac. Oh, yeah, and his name got changed to Abraham. I forget if that happened in the previous episode or the one before it. Yeah, God briefly turned into a YouTube prankster <laughs> and uh, tr- almost traumatized Abram with the death of his son. Meanwhile, the two strapping lads that came along with Abram were probably having some really heated sex in the background. Yeah, they rose up when Abraham and Isaac got back. Yeah, they rose up. Oh, what were you guys doing? Uh, uh Nothing. Nothing. All right, one. So, good summary. I like it. Uh, so today we're gonna finish up with 
Abraham, Ishmael, and Isaac and meet our new boy, Jacob. Do you have any predictions? I don't even know. <laughs> I don't know what to expect. It's probably, I don't know, Isaac's going to do something terrible. Jacob's probably going to do some holy thing and then something terrible is going to happen to him. Uh, city's going to fall from the sky. I don't know. I hope it goes that way. All right, let's get into it. So, Abraham's been old for literally the whole time we've known him, but now he's getting, like, really old. Uh, he's starting to think about the future of his family, as old men do. And so, right now, I think we, we just need to sit back and relax, because this is going to be one of the one of the chill stories. Before, Abram was kind of like, oh, I can't really, you know, get on my knees anymore, old. Now he's like, those gays better not do that shit around me type old. <laughs> he's really old. Very old. He, could, he couldn't even get on his knees to, uh to profess Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior anymore, <laughs> as his Sir Jesus. Oh, he ain't going to heaven. Yeah. Thank God. He's worried about it. Fuck, <laughs> you're right. Okay. Now Abraham was old, advanced in years, and the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. Abraham said to his servant, the oldest of his house, who had charge of all that he had, put your hand under my thigh, and I will make you swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and earth, that you will not get a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites, among whom I live, but will go to my country and to my kindred and get a wife for my son Isaac. The servant said to him, Perhaps the woman may not be willing to follow me to this land. Must I then take your son back to the land from which you came? Abraham said to him, See to it that you do not take my son back there. The Lord, the God of heaven, who took me from my father's house and from the land of my birth, and who spoke to me and swore to me, to your offspring I will give you this land. He will send his angel before you, and you shall take a wife for my son from there. And you will take a wife for my son from there. But if the woman is not willing to follow you, then you will be free from this oath of mine. Only you must not take my son back there. So the servant put his hand under the thigh of Abraham his master, and swore to him concerning this matter. Yo, bring a hoe for my boy. Your boy cute? Yeah, my boy cute. <laughs> Just don't take him back to the crib. <laughs> well, what's this putting me in my hand under the thigh? Is that like a thing? Honestly, I've got no clue. I I could not find like a single reputable reputable source say much about it, which is surprising. All of the unreputable sources say that it's some weird lost custom about oaths, possibly to do with like putting your hand next to someone's balls. Okay. Like some symbol? I don't know. Yeah, yeah like right now we do like the you know, the pinky swear. But back then, I guess they wanted to get a little bit more personal. Yeah, and I guess the... Oh, that's just a weird image. I guess with the world they live in, I guess it scans. Yeah, sure, okay. <laughs> it meant... It was like a thing to make an oath. Okay, whatever. Weird as it is, I, I, I 100% get it. Yeah. So this begins the quest to get Isaac a GF. Isaac is the son of, like, this powerful cult leader with land, and he can't find a girl in prehistoric times abraham doesn't want him to find a girl out of the canaanites no way he's racist <laughs> he's <laughs> he's that old he's gotten old enough to the point where he's like mm, i don't know <laughs> you can only date uh big titty golf israelites or er, errites or something something i don't know anything but the canaanites <laughs> just not a canaanite so thus begins the quest. Then the servant took ten of his master's camels and departed, taking all kinds of choice gifts from his master, 
and set out and went to Aram Naharaim. Yes, and set out and went to Aram Naharaim, to the city of Nahor. He made his camels kneel down outside the city by the well of water. It was toward evening, the time when the women go out to draw water. And he said, O Lord, God of my master Abraham, please grant me success today, and show steadfast love to my master Abraham. I am standing here by the spring of water, and the daughters of the townspeople are coming out to draw water. Let the young woman, to whom I shall say, Please offer your jar, that I may drink. And who shall say, Drink, and I will water your camels. Let her be the one whom you have appointed for your servant Isaac. By this I shall know that you have shown steadfast love for my master. Wait, so he's saying that, like, the only woman qualified for Isaac is the one that, like, if he asks, can I drink? And she's like, yeah, I'll also give some to your camel. I think, I think he's literally just asking, please let my first guest be right. <laughs> it seems like he's just like, please let the first person I talk to say yes to me and water my camels too and let that be the person i got shit to do back home i want to go home please god this guy who has been given a task by god has the same attitude as us in college with parties like yeah i'll ask somebody to dance if not i'll just fucking go <laughs> i'm just going home <laughs> yeah i got better stuff to do like uh playing mountain blade drunk yeah explains why we sure did mostly that <laughs> before he had finished speaking there was rebecca who was born to bethuel son of milka the wife of nahor abraham's brother coming out with her water jar on her shoulder the young woman was very fair to look upon a virgin whom no man had known she went down to the spring filled her jar and came up then the servant ran to meet her and said please let me sip a little water from your jar Drink, my lord, she said, and quickly lowered her jar upon her hand and gave him the drink. When she had finished giving him a drink, she said, I will draw for your camels also, until they have finished drinking. So she quickly emptied her jar into the trough and ran again to the well to draw, and she drew for all his camels. The man gazed at her in silence and learned whether or not the lord had made his journey successful. Wow, what a fucking jackpot. He was right. (laughs) God rewards a lazy man. (laughs) <laughs> all these criteria sort of remind me of like neckbeards advertising that they're looking to date someone and giving like a checklist of what they need must be Aryan must not have any <laughs> tattoos must be a virgin uh, must draw water for my camels must be ready to raise my children <laughs> <laughs> must be ready to be a, a capitalist nomad cannot argue with me <laughs> by the way if you think we're exaggerating we're fucking not I have seen plenty of people that have advertised this under uh, Tinder. No joke. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, maybe uh, I joked one... about the Aryan thing, but we know what they mean. <laughs> yeah. Which, by the way, on that checklist, reminder for Isaac is uh, be related to him. Because as the Bible reminds us, uh, this is Isaac's cousin. Yep. All right, so we checked off incest off the list. All right, let's see, let's see if we can check anything else. <laughs> When the camels had finished drinking, the man took a gold nose ring weighing half a shekel and two bracelets for her arms weighing ten gold shekels and said, Tell me whose daughter you are. Is there room in your father's house for us to spend the night? She said to him, I am the daughter of Bethuel, son of Milcah, who she bore to Nahor. She added, We have plenty of straw and fodder and a place to spend the night. The man bowed his head and worshipped the Lord and said, Blessed be the Lord 
the God of my master Abraham, who has not forsaken his steadfast love and his faithfulness toward my master. As for me, the Lord has led me on the way to the house of my master's kin. I imagine this. Uh, he just asked her that, right? And she said, yeah, you can stay. And he just like ra- just immediately, immediately just goes down and bows like he was Tim Tebow or something. <laughs> yeah, this is the fastest God has ever worked. And he is immediately... So, so you gotta act fast when you're when you're thanking him too, I guess. This is the most godly a God has been so far. Like he just does shit. He, he didn't have to come down in human form and do some convoluted plan. He just did it. Yeah, this is one of those everyday miracles where you just you just happen to be very lucky. <laughs> also, when I was reading it the first time, uh, preparing for the episode, I thought it said, "Blessed be the Lord, the God of my master Abraham." Who has not foreskin? <laughs> <laughs> that that would kind of also be accurate, cause like, oh, thank God I still have my foreskin, cause I don't think these people know about the whole, you know, treaty with God, so they might be a little creeped out. <laughs> Maybe don't give that one up on the first date. <laughs> well, I don't know. Most of them are half of them are probably naked. I don't know what time, what year is this? Like six thousand BC or something? Oh, I don't know what it is on the creationist timeline. In theory, it's probably like. 2000 to 1500 BC. Well, if there are anything like the Greeks, half of them were naked just because. Then the young woman ran and told her mother's house about these things. Rebecca had a brother whose name was Laban, and Laban ran out to the man, to the spring. As soon as he'd seen the nose ring and the bracelets on his sister's arm, and when he heard the words of his sister Rebecca, thus spoke the man to me, he went to the man, and there he was, standing by the camels at the spring. He said, Come in, O blessed of the Lord. Why do you stand outside when I have prepared the house and a place for the camels? So the man came into the house, and Laban unloaded the camels, and gave him straw and fodder for the camels, and water to wash his feet, and the feet of the men who were with him. The food was set before him to eat, but he said, I will not eat until I have told my errand. He said, Speak on. So we're about five paragraphs into the, uh, story right now sorry ah. slowly turning into slavo zizek over here <laughs> shit I, don't, I i can't do a good zizek impression i would i would if i could the bracelets are a simple a capitalist repression in ancient israel <laughs> so the story so far has lasted about five paragraphs the story we've been reading you and i Juan, as friends platonically we've been reading the story together <laughs> five feet apart (laughs) yeah uh the next three paragraphs summarize the previous five paragraphs it's the servant telling his story (laughs) what the fuck what's so i'm gonna skip that it even uses just like the same phrasing in a lot of places oh my god again so very dan brown renowned author dan brown ish very Dan Brown. Well, I, I guess he took his inspiration from the Bible, duh, but, like, all the worst aspects of it. Holy shit. With a with a hefty dose of misinformation sprinkled in, too. Sprinkling misinformation over the Bible? Damn. <laughs> As if it doesn't have enough, which, you know, I guess he, he, got, he got his, uh, he got his, uh, influence from the Bible. So, yeah, we're gonna skip the next three paragraphs. I hope that's okay with everyone. Uh, it better be okay, because it's our show, and we're gonna read it how we want. Yeah. And we're not going to repeat ourselves. And we're not going to repeat ourselves. We're not going to repeat ourselves. So the servant tells his story. Then Laban and Bethuel answered, The thing comes from the Lord. 
We cannot speak to you anything good or bad. Look, Rebecca is before you. Take her and go. And let her be the wife to your master's son, as the Lord has spoken. When Abraham's servant heard their words, he bowed himself to the ground before the Lord. He has a pattern of this. And the servant brought out jewelry of silver and of gold and garments and gave them to Rebekah. He also gave to her brother and to her mother costly ornaments. Then he and the men who were with him ate and drank, and they spent the night there. And when they rose in the morning, he said, Send me back to my master. Her brother and her mother said, Let the young woman remain with us a while, at least ten days. After that she may go. But he said to them, Do not delay me, since the Lord has made my journey successful. Let me go, that I may go to my master. They said, We will call the young woman and ask her. And they called Rebekah and said to her, Will you go with this man? She said, I will. So they sent away their sister Rebekah and her nurse along with Abraham's servant and his men. And they blessed Rebekah and said to her, May you, our sister, become thousands of myriads. May your offspring gain possession of the gates of their foes. Then Rebekah and her maids rose up, mounted the camels, and followed the man. And the servant took Rebekah and went away. Wait, so this was a rich-ass family or something? I think everyone... They have nurses and servants? I think every named character is rich. Oh, of course. I think the only not-rich person who's been named so far is, like, Hagar, and, like, that one guy who was going to be Abraham's heir before he had Ishmael and Isaac. This was before God had his midlife crisis and was like... Nah, man, I need to get in touch with the working class. <laughs> and then send his son out. Exactly. Send his son out to form unions. I also like how... I, I like nah, to... the master permission before they asked her. <laughs> yes. It's like, yeah, I'll take her. Yeah, I'll take her. <laughs> oh, are you going to go with him? And you're just so lucky that she said yeah, yeah. or else it, that would have been a whole ass conflict. So I, I also like to read it as them being like, oh, we should wait 10 days. And the servant's like, ah, 10 days? I want to go home. <laughs> This is a very lazy servant, <laughs> and everything has worked on his favor so far. God blesses this this one particular lazy guy. I love this lazy guy. I love this lazy bones. Honestly, the most realistic character in the Bible so far. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's my favorite so far. He's the only one to be like, oh, come on, ten days? Really? <laughs> ten? They're like, fine, we'll talk to Rebecca. <laughs> I was like, I got shit to do. I got, like, camels to brush. I got sandals to repair. Look, buddy, this was supposed to take me four years. If I go back home, I can chill out for a while. (laughs) (laughs) I can spend that extra time watching a game of Hay Seats. (laughs) We could do our favorite pastime from this region, watching the wheat grow. (laughs) This is way better than field duty, but, like, no duty is way better than this. Well, maybe I'll actually have some time with my family and we can play, like, cricket on camels. Or whatever that game is called. Polo. Polo. Camel polo. Yeah, camel polo. <laughs> and instead of, you know, proper holes, they they just find, like, a marmot ditch somewhere. Use that as the hole. Yo, what did people do for free time? I don't know. Jump rope with snakes or something. <laughs> they just play tic-tac-toe on the sand. Probably. I mean, they probably just died. That's what they did for fun. That's the only thing you could do. Well, so, like, the way the way the fucking Bible points out the place that they're in, it sounds a hell of a lot more boring than whatever's happening in Persia and Greece and Rome right now. Because 2000 BC, like, there's a whole lot of interesting shit going on around that time. 
I mean, it, it sounds like life is just kind of boring here. And <laughs> I mean, the thing you is, know, I think there's plenty Palestine. of interesting stuff going on around these guys. Like this is the this is the Bronze Age, when this I think in theory was supposed to take place. Yeah, the fucking sea peoples are supposed to be ravaging everything. Where the fuck are they? Oh, uh, I think the Israelites are the sea peoples, but we'll we'll get there later. This is the height of the Bronze Age before those pesky fucking sea peoples showed up. They came in like nematodes, and they just <laughs> left. I'm gonna think of the Israelites as nematodes when we get there. It's... I'm not being racist, but I'm shitting on Israelites, right? Like, that's not, like, something that relates to the modern world. I mean, like, kind of. I, there's at least, like, in theory, a pretty substantiated link between, like, Jewish people and Israelites. At least, like, and, you know, not, you know, it, it, it it, it's complicated, but like. Well, it's kind of like because if I because sh- I like to shit on the Greeks. If I call them pedophiles, no modern Greek guy is gonna get offended, you know. Second, is, like, is that like not the case with the Israelites? Uh, Again, I don't. I'm very ignorant on this shit. I mean, if you say Israelites and not like the Jews, I think you're probably fine. I think there's probably right, cool. that, that distinction. Yeah, all right. That's pretty easy to do. Damn, it's so easy not being anti-Semitic. <laughs> I wonder why people can't do this more often. <laughs> it's just that easy. Now, Isaac had come from Bir Lahai Roy, settled whoa, in Negev. Whoa, 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 that's a fucking name. Yeah, two I guess dashes. it is. <laughs> two hyphens, too, too many, that's what I say. Back in school, one teacher complained to me that he couldn't believe that two parents decided to name their kid Ladasha, but the dash was a literal hyphen. Yeah, I mean, I get so, it. I get it, but... Beer dash the high dash Roy. Ah, oh, we should pronounce it like that. If you can. <laughs> True. Now Isaac had come from Beer dash the high dash Roy <laughs> and was settled in the Negev. Isaac went out in the evening to walk in the field and, looking up, he saw camels coming. And Rebecca looked up. And when she saw Isaac, she slipped quickly from the camel and said to the servant, Who is the man over there walking in the field to meet us? The servant said, It is my master. So she took her veil and covered herself, and the servant told Isaac all the things that he had done. Then Isaac brought her into his mother Sarah's tent. He took Rebekah, and she became his wife, and he loved her. So Isaac was comforted after his mother's death. So, standard, ancient love story, I guess. Arranged marriage shit. Problematic, but not the worst shit that's happened here yet. Them being, them being like a bit of a distant cousins, whatever now, compared to everything that happened in the last section. <laughs> yeah, comparatively okay. Comparatively. This is expected of the time. I know. GF successfully obtained. All so, right. Good on Isaac. He's not going to die alone. Good for Isaac. Now, now it's time to wrap up Loose Ends with Abraham and Ishmael, and it takes a bit of a twist. Abraham took another wife, whose name was Ketter. What?! You were married for Sarah for like 150 years. <laughs> I know. I was fucking shocked at this oh, one. You, you're, you're 190, dude. Like, I for- why? I entirely forgot this. Man, bitches ain't be loyal no more. And, well, I guess never, since this was like 4,000 years ago. <laughs> but goddamn. Bruh. <laughs> such a shitty thing to do. Poor fucking Sarah. Yeah, such a shitty thing to do. Yeah, like, he, he was fucking more worried about getting her buried and, like, negotiating with the Hittites than he was about. And then just to 
fucking took another wife after like a hundred years of marriage. Like 120 years. Man, I hope she enjoyed her time with the pharaoh. Yeah, then. fuck. <laughs> I, ho- I hope she lived her best life. Abram ain't treating him, her right. This is so, so bullshit. Yeah, no fucking loyalty. You know, I, we compared Abram to John McAfee, but at least McAfee was kind of like, he never really cheated on his wife because he didn't have one. <laughs> uh, but this reminds me of the fucking U.S. congressman or senator, I forget what he is, that left his wife as soon as she got cancer and was and cheated on her. I forget who that I forget who that representative is. I think he was from Indiana, because of course he fucking is. Fucking Indiana. Hey, we're allowed to talk shit in Indiana. Go Hoosiers. Go, Go Hoosiers. Hoosiers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, unfortunately, as a side note, that happens like a lot. Like I've heard that they're like doctors will like give out pamphlets to like to mothers with cancer, being like, Your husband might leave you. Here's how you handle that emotionally while having cancer. Yeah, yeah, I did. I, I have which read like, that. that. Which that is something wrong with just the world and maybe just like men <laughs> or just or, or, or just sp- people in general, if that was like just a spousal thing. But like this, this is definitely a people in general thing, because I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what women do in this type of situations. The difference is that if women did that a lot more often than men, I feel like it would be weaponized against. Them. Yeah, fuck. We well, nobody cares. If a guy did it, cause it's a thing that doesn't I don't even get... remember the guy's name because it wasn't such a fucking, it, it wasn't such a special case of a story where I bothered to remember him. I know this happens a lot. Yeah. All right. So Sarah gets cancer and Abraham gets married again. She bore him Zimran, Jokshan, Medan, Midian, Ishbak, and Shua. Jokshan was the father of Sheba and Dedan. The sons of Dedan were Asherim. Ledeshim, Leumin. The sons of Midian were Epha, Epher, Hanok, Idab, Adiba, and Elda. All these were the children of Ketera. Abraham gave all he had to Isaac. But to the sons of his concubines, Abraham gave gifts, while he was still a living, and sent them away from his son Isaac, eastward to the east country. I know these names are not in English, but they just sound so bad in English. Yeah, I mean, I'm also bad at reading things, which is probably just the biggest flaw of this podcast. But also, all of these things are, uh, basically all these names, at least many I can recognize, are, like, nations. Is this supposed to be allegorical or something? Yeah, there's or? The, the Medes, the Midians, the Midianites, the, uh, Assyrians maybe there. Ishbakistan. But, <laughs> yeah, Ishbakistan. Some of the footnotes have said that Abraham's name is basically translates to like the father of nations or something, and he sure is. We we spent all this time caring about like Isaac and Ishmael, and meanwhile he's just like, and meanwhile Ketera is like pulling all the heavy lifting in terms of making him a a father of a na- of nations. Which, by the way, that's not the important thing. Fucking Team Sarah for life in this, but like he just ha- he just has all of the descendants in the last like five minutes of the movie <laughs> yeah because it was such a struggle with sarah to get just even two kids and then you know that's the struggle is made meaningless here by the fact he just could have married somebody else yeah he got he got a king henry it for sure i'm I'm glad he didn't yeah it, it took 150 years and a few partners but eventually he did have as many descendants as there are bald eagles like 10 or so <laughs> Nah, but those are, but the, no, yeah, I mean, there's uh, 300,000, but they're all, like, liberal <laughs> bald eagles. 
We're talking about like real heartland bald eagles. Yeah, the, the real hardcore time. bald eagles. <laughs> the ones that smoke cigars, shoot guns, and uh, kill natives. I, I'm picturing just genocidal bald eagles. Are they not already? Don't they just needlessly if kill anything, whatever? They've been genocided. Yeah, that's true. Been genocided, proceeded to genocide. So I guess this is a good uh, allegory for Israel. Oh, God. <laughs> Alright, you ready for the Bible to not follow its own rules again? Alright, yeah, sure. Feed my atheism a bit more. <laughs> this is the length of Abraham's life. 175 years. <laughs> again, going back a few chapters, uh, God limited the lifespan of any human to 120 years. Abraham breathed his last and died in a good old age old and full of years, and was gathered to his people. His sons Isaac and Ishmael buried him in the cave of Machpelah, in the field of Ephron, son of Zohar the Hittite, east of Mamre, the field that Abraham purchased from the Hittites. There Abraham was buried with his wife Sarah. After the death of Abraham, God blessed his son Isaac, and Isaac settled in Beer dash lahai dash roy. Wow, he was planning that shit from the beginning. It's like, I'm gonna save some money on my own funeral. It's like, oh, this is gonna be good. This is gonna be so sleek. This burial logistics system. Also, how the hell did they give the word out to Ishmael? Wasn't he out hunting in, the, in like, the middle of the woods? How the fuck did you find him? I like to think he was out hunting and fucking, and then he heard a signal. <laughs> he, heard, he heard a horn in the distance. I haven't heard that sound in 60 years. It's time for me to return. He just comes out like all Tarzan-like and like, you know, kind of being kind of slouchy with weapons in his hand. And like, Isaac is just outside. It's like, oh, hey, what's up? Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> oh, fuck. I got I wonder if it works if we picture Isaac as uh, Tommy Wiseau from now on. <laughs> no, because if that were the case, Rebecca would not have been so, um, so eager Oh, oh, true, there'd be a lot more drama in it. <laughs> Sarah, meanwhile, is like, I definitely have breast cancer. <laughs> <laughs> Rebecca's just like, I just don't love him anymore. <laughs> I've got him in the palm of my hand. <laughs> got him wrapped around my finger. <laughs> uh, oh my god, for those of you who don't know, Tommy Wiseau is from The Room. The movie The Room and somewhere in there of haphazardly crafted cancer story is placed in the middle of the movie <laughs> that just gets dropped halfway through to if I'm remembering correctly <laughs> you know and then uh, then Isaac and Ishmael go ahead and toss dirt on his coffin and put a headstone over it with his name his date of birth the day of that day and then go and forget about him <laughs> that he was buried there <laughs> Abraham said, I'm fed up with this world. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Isaac and Ishmael going, cheep, 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 cheep. With, like, so anyways, how is your sex life? <laughs> <laughs> when, uh, when Sarah couldn't bore any children, he was like, you're tearing me apart, Sarah. <laughs> yeah, Ishmael's got to be Mark in that case. Or like Donnie. I don't know. <laughs> Either way, we get to wrap up his story in a neat little bow here, too. Are you ready? Alright. These are the descendants of Ishmael, Abraham's son, whom Hagar, the Egyptian, Sarah's slave, bore to Yes! Abraham. Like, you did not just tell us this story already! Oh my god! <laughs> These are the names of the sons of Ishmael, named in the order of their birth. 
Ne baja. <laughs> The first Italian. Ne baja. Ne baja. Ne baja. The first born of yes, Ishmael. Yes, you made that point already. And oh my god, this book <laughs> is so repetitive. No, no, yeah, you're right. I was wondering if it was confusing because I kept repeating myself, but you're absolutely right. In the order of their birth, Nabayoth, the firstborn of Ishmael, and Kedar, Abdil, Misban, Mishma, Duma, Masa, Hadad, Tema, Jeter, Nafish, and Kedama. These are the sons of Ishmael, and these are their names, by their villages, and by their encampments. Twelve princes, according to their tribes. This is the length of the life of Ishmael, 137 years. He breathed his last, and died, and was gathered to his people. This part is in parentheses for some reason, so I read it sort of softly. <laughs> they settled from Hivilah to Shur which is opposite Egypt, in the direction of Assyria. He settled down alongside his people. And footnote, the footnotes say that that last bit might have been something like, he fell down in opposition to his people, which backs up the part previously that said that he was an ass of a man. Yeah, I love that the Bible said that at first and just never clarified on that. It's like, yeah, he's an asshole, but never explained why up until the very end here. Maybe. <laughs> I like to think he went out kicking and screaming one way or another. Good ending, at least. Hope Hagar's doing okay. Because it's kind of sounded like you're reading these in an accent. But now that I'm like reading them in my head, I don't think there's any other way but to read them in an accent. Hadad, Tema, Jeter. Yeah, I don't know. Some of them give me... I didn't really research these names, to be honest. Some of them kind of give me uh, Arabic vibes. And Ishmael is said, in theory, to be... Uh, the the ancestor of like all of the arabic peoples basically and, and you know i think like abdul or at least like abdul oh that makes sense yeah yeah you know i feel like a lot of these names have that kind of vibe at least like hadad nafish and ketamine <laughs> he's the father of ketamine actually he was on ketamine he has all these fucking children holy shit <laughs> he had more than abraham well not probably not more than abraham <laughs> if abraham had as many children as there are stars in the sky Ishmael had as many kids as those stars have fucking atoms. <laughs> He's just fucking and fighting. Damn, Ishmael's a Chad. He's just a Chad. There's been a few, like, Chad virgin comparisons. Isaac and Ishmael, uh, Cain and Abel. And we're about to get into another one of these. Are you ready? Alright. Because we're going to introduce Jacob and Esau. Esau what? Esau these nuts. Ah, damn it! I that one. <laughs> <laughs> you... You were setting it up like you were the one who was going to fool Jordan. <laughs> but then you just you just you just threw me a softball. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was actually a much simpler joke in reality cuz like, oh, Jacob and Esau, he saw what? That nah, was well played, sir. Thank you, thank you. All right, let's get into it. These are the descendants of Isaac, Abraham's sons. Abraham was the father of Isaac. And Isaac was 40 years old when he married Rebekah, daughter of Bethuel the Aramean. This dude was literally the, like, the 40-year-old virgin. <laughs> they were like, alright, we gotta get him out of, out of his parents' tent. He's in, the, he's in my basement, just collecting Assyrian dolls. 
and and role playing with them. Abraham was just like, "We got to do something about this." He's really into uh, uh, he's really into some literature called King's Wars, and he just won't stop talking about it. I hate I hate hearing about it every day. He's getting clay tablets with little drawings on it. And the new tablet comes each week, so it's just a page. And so every time they do a, a sword swing, he's gotta wait for the next week to see which way they swing the sword. <laughs> the archaeologists were like, "This one was burned in a fire, thankfully, thus preserving it." As for the white substance on it, we're not really sure what that is. Uh, we've done some, we've done some analysis, and we're we're, we're getting back to uh, you know we're still hearing to waiting to hear what that is. It's got we don't know what it is, but it's got traces of a green. A uh, carbon-like drink, we think, <laughs> an orange dust, which might have been might have been ash from a fire. Maybe this came from a battle. We're not sure. But for some reason, the orange dust has a lot of his fingerprints around. So maybe traces of human DNA. Maybe maybe he put it on his finger and was like some sort of writing mechanism. We're not sure yet. Yeah, there's a lot we have to learn about these mysterious tablets, for sure. But, uh, we do we have uncovered one, which it just says, get wrecked. Which we might think would be referring to, uh, some land lease and some destruction. I'm not sure. And Isaac was 40 years old when he married Rebecca, daughter of Bethuel, the Aramean of Padan Aram, sister of Laban, the Aramean. Isaac prayed to the Lord for his wife, because she was barren, and the Lord granted his prayer, and his wife Rebecca conceived. The children struggled within her, and she said, If it is to be this way, why do I live? So she went to inquire of the Lord, and the Lord said to her, Two nations are in your womb, and two peoples born of you shall be divided. The one shall be stronger than the other, and the elder shall serve the younger. When her time to give birth was at hand, there were twins in her womb. The first came out red, all his body like a hairy mantle. So they named him Esau. Afterward, his brother came out, with his hand gripping Esau's heel. So he was named Jacob. Isaac was 60 years old when she bore them. Wow. I like these two already. <laughs> they they came out really fucking metal. I, do their names mean anything? Um, the footnote says that Jacob means take, he takes by the heel or he supplants. Um, I don't know if there was anything for Esau. But it seems to be something to do with him being all red and hairy. <laughs> Whatever pun that was meant to be, it's lost to time now. But man, I, I, I hope this becomes like a Romulus and Romule type thing. That would be really <laughs> Romulus interesting. Romulus and Romule. <laughs> what were the names? <laughs> Rom is short for Romule. <laughs> <laughs> Those are just what were the names. <laughs> Romulus and Remus. Oh, Remus, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so so one little bit of one little one more little line i was gonna read uh when the boys grew up esau was a skillful hunter a man of the field while jacob was a quiet man living in tents isaac loved esau because he was fond of game but rebecca loved jacob oh my god i just felt jordan peterson's boner explode <laughs> the the fucking chad esau he was a skillful hunter, and he would go outside, and he would clean his room. And he, of course, he was loved by the man. Meanwhile, Isaac, just so emasculated, was obviously loved by the woman. Isaac represented chaos. 
He represented uh, the urge to destroy, the urge to supplant. Uh, he was clearly the virgin. By the way, why are women considered, like, the dragons of chaos when, like, if, if we're going by anything off, you know, real life, like, they have an orderly, you know, period, cycle. Like, that's some order, right? What do we have? We just kind of, we just kind of jerk off whenever we feel like it. Isn't that chaos? I mean, periods can also be very chaotic. Well, yeah, I know, but at least it's like something that happens in a, like a cycle. I know it's not regular or regulated, whatever, but it's like you know, it kind of repeats. That shit can come early. That shit can skip. Yeah, I know. I but think there's like, just nothing orderly about anyone. I hear you though. That yeah, but you know what I mean though? Like if you're gonna yeah. if you're gonna like put these like very human concepts onto like a natural process. Or, like, the human body. Why, why, why are they the chaotic ones? Yeah. Like, the one the one thing that I that I chalk up to not culture, you know? But All right. speaking of chaos... Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna call my biases here. I don't trust this Jacob guy. He seems like a little parasite. He seems like a little dragon of chaos. And I hope all the good things happen to Esau. I, I'm rooting for this guy. So let's read this next story. See, see, see what happens here. Once, when Jacob was cooking a stew... Esau came in from the field, and he was famished. Esau said to Jacob, Let me eat some of that red stuff, for I am famished. Therefore he was called Adam. What? What does that mean? Who was called Adam? <laughs> Fucking Esau? I, 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 I don't know. It's kind of unclear, to be honest. But I think Adam may mean red. I don't know, man. That's like the most... What? You know, you know, you know, how, like, you know how like in old movies... Because I'm not even sure this is a thing among Italian people, but you know how, like, like people are just named, like, you know, Johnny two times or shit like that because <laughs> of, like, some stupid occurrence that happened when they were 15? <laughs> is this it? Just, like, a mobster nickname. <laughs> yeah, like, Esau is not called Edom because one time he called the soup red stuff. Hey, it's Esau Edom coming, coming out. <laughs> hey, it's Earl Red coming over. Oh, there's Tony Assfingerer. <laughs> Don't we love some Tony Assfinger, folks? What, what a weird... <laughs> what a weird, therefore he was called Edom. Yeah, if any of these two is the mobster, though, it's going to be Jacob. And we're going to see right now why. So, so Esau comes in. He asks for some stew, because he's real hungry. Jacob said, First, sell me your birthright. Dude, over some fucking soup? <laughs> over some soup. The anarcho-capitalism runs in the family. <laughs> And it ran to Jacob. <laughs> Esau said, I am about to die. Of what use is a birthright to me? Jacob said, Swear to me first. So he swore to him and sold his birthright to Jacob. Then Jacob gave Esau bread and lentil stew. And he ate and drank and rose and went his way. Thus Esau despised his birthright. This is such a benign situation for such big implications. <laughs> like, the dude is just hungry. Yeah. Just... It for some stew you made who would who would win your inheritance or soup this sounds like the start of a fucking dragon ball z arc <laughs> i mean like goku comes saying it's like damn i'm really hungry and the villain's like oh i got food for you but you gotta teach me the power of kaioken <laughs> and goku's like oh all right i see no problem with that yeah i mean Esau makes a good point though like if i i i guess i can't use my birthright if i die so give me that soup the, I just love that this contract is upheld somehow. Like, there's no fucking laws. There's no laws, period, I feel like. But, like, there's no, like, extenuating circumstance. There's no, uh, there's no extortion. No enforcement mechanism. Yeah. There's no, there's nothing 
voiding a contract if extortion is involved. Dude, they believe in the NAP, dude. That's all you need. Wait, what? <laughs> the non-aggression principle that anarcho-capitalists and libertarians <laughs> love to live off of. And I'm sure it works. Apparently it does in the Bible. No, it fucking doesn't. Because shit like this happens. Oh, that's true. But dude, look, in, my, in my head, it's just like, they, they, they live together, a village of some sorts. And this happens, like, don't you go out hunting daily? Don't you come meet daily? It takes for this story for this to happen. I don't know. I, I just don't know. I don't know what to think about this. This is just so weird. It's very weird. Unless it's some allegory for some country dying from famine and the other country's like, all right, but you got to agree to these terms if you want our food. Which Like, that would make 100% sense to me since they were just talking about them being nations and shit. I don't know if this is an allegory, though. <laughs> it doesn't sound like it. It sounds like it's being very literal. <laughs> and, and, and moreover, uh, the next story, little story we're going to read does nothing with this. We'll come back to it, but, like, first, we gotta talk about some unrelated shit. You ready? Alright, the manga artist isn't finished yet, and we gotta do some filler for the anime. (laughs) Now there was a famine in the land, besides the former famine that had occurred in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went up to Gerar, to King Abimelech of the Philistines. The Lord Oh, hey, it's our boy. It's our boy. (laughs) The Lord appeared to Isaac and said, Do not go down to Egypt. Settle in the land that I shall show you. Reside in this land as an alien, and I will be with you and bless you. For to you and to your descendants I will give all these lands. I will fulfill the oath I have sworn to my father Abraham. I will make your offspring as numerous as the stars, and I will give them offspring of these lands. I will make them nations of each of the... the... It's all this shit. It's all the same shit. Just giving him the same promise that he's given everyone a million times. Fucking Betty says that to all the nomad patriarchs at this point. He's got it well rehearsed. <laughs> he's only got one shtick and this is it. At least for the time being. I like to think that God's just waiting like whatever crook and cranny of the earth waiting for something to happen. And while he's waiting, he's just reciting like the line he wrote. It's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That'll be good. <laughs> it gets It only gets better from here. Okay, now that sounded familiar. But yeah, tell me if this sounds familiar, also. So Isaac settled in Gerar. When the men of the place asked him about his wife, he said, She is my sister. Oh my god. (laughs) For he was afraid to say my wife. (laughs) My my wife. (laughs) Thinking, Or else the men of the place might kill me for the sake of Rebecca, because she is attractive in appearance. When Isaac had been there a long time, King Abimelech of the Philistines looked out of a window and saw him fondling his wife, Rebekah. <laughs> so Abimelech called for Isaac and said, So she is your wife. Why then, did you say, she is my sister? Isaac said to him, Because I thought I might die because of her. Abimelech said, What is it that you have done to us? <laughs> One of the people might easily have lain with your wife. <laughs> One of the people might easily have lain with your wife, and you would have brought guilt upon us. So Abimelech warned all the people, saying, Whoever touches this man or his wife shall be put to death. <laughs> Poor Abimelech, because like, the last time this happened, he was like, Oh, thank God Abram is kind of at least somewhat reasonable, or else my entire kingdom would have been destroyed by God. And now he's like, Oh my God, this almost happened again. This shit. <laughs> it's hard to run a country... When just a god can come in and destroy it. It's hard to run a country when everyone lies and says that their wife is their sister. And god just so happens to be, I guess, a patron of their family. (laughs) Yeah, so I think this has got to be a doublet. This has got to be like this story was was kicking around, but some people said it was 
Abraham and some people said it was Isaac. <laughs> I fucking love that. It's like, oh, we should put the story of the Bible. It must have happened twice. Wait, I already put this in here. It, but it was Abram. Ah, just put it in there twice. <laughs> Who cares? I love it. I love Isaac just being like, shh, Rebecca, I got this. I learned this trick from my dear dad. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, he told me a very similar story of what's going to happen <laughs> to us right now. <laughs> he just King Abim like just saw him just randomly fondling <laughs> like uh, I imagine it's in the middle of like nowhere yeah it's hard it's hard or to like... pretend not to be sexually engaged with someone and uh, be into exhibitionism <laughs> oh my god everybody from Abram's part of the family is just fucking stupid <laughs> <laughs> with those jeans it those jeans sure can't help <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, but if success under capitalism means that you're smart, then Isaac must be smart. You ready? Failing upwards, am I right? <laughs> He's gonna fail upwards. Isaac sowed the seed. Isaac sowed seed in that land, and in the same year reaped a hundredfold. The Lord blessed him, and the man became rich. He prospered more and more until he became very wealthy. He had possessions of flocks and herds, and a great household, so that the Philistines envied him. Now the Philistines had stopped up and filled with earth all the wells that his father's servants had dug in the days of his father Abraham. And Abimelech said to Isaac, Go away from us, you have become too powerful for us. So, first of all, he's suffering from success. But moreover, uh, this now gets into a, a, a running theme with Isaac, where uh, he just does all the same stuff that Abraham did, but wells are involved more. Oh, yeah. Keep I an mean, eye. Jordan, tech, like, you know, it's been 200 years, technology further. It's kind of how, like, we're advancing from going with normal money to Bitcoin. <laughs> they're, going, they're going in from trading sheep with trading wells. <laughs> they're entering the well age now. By the way, this is very anarcho-capitalist because you just get your already wealthy patron to just promote your business, <laughs> which is basically just God- being God, uh, just <laughs> making the the seed sprout like it's complete. It's pre this is very much anarcho-capitalists here. He fucking becomes a landowner in a foreign country that's very capitalist, <laughs> and just have some really famous guy just you know promote you, but you did it all yourself. He, he uses his superior connections and resources to uh, become much wealthier than the people around him. But that I'm is a big sure. move. Just filling up wells. <laughs> He's just. <laughs> yeah <laughs> but wait I fucking love this plan cause you, you fill up the wells and then you tell him get away from us and so what if he does all the wells he left behind you just accidentally fill up with dirt you could have used those dumbasses yeah you just can't use the wells anymore <laughs> and you're in the middle of the desert I'm assuming maybe this is to do with uh, filling the earth theology yeah this is an example of what you should not do you should fill the earth up with people you should have sent people down those wells not dirt. Then you would have actually been able to use them. <laughs> now you can't. Maybe they didn't have the technology to send people safely down those wells, though. I think I feel like people went down those wells, and it usually ended poorly. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you gotta crack a few eggs to make fucking cult. No, no, yeah, this is what they should have done. They should have thrown some people in there, uh, waited for their bodies to bloat and float up to the surface. And then you can send more people down there and they'll just step on the bloated corpses. <laughs> there, problem solved. I mean... Man, I gotta do everything for these people. It's probably a better idea than uh, 
settling out on the ocean like modern anarcho-capitalists want to do. <laughs> Did you ever hear about Cryptoland? Oh, I think so. Exact, it's exactly what you described. They wanted to all together with the, the vast resources that they got from NFTs, <laughs> vast being in quotes here, to buy an island off in the middle of the Pacific. Of course, it didn't work out. But the thing that I think brought about its downfall was when they were asked about the specifics of their laws, and somebody said, well, what would be the age of consent? Oh, and they said, mental maturity. maturity is more than enough. <laughs> That's right. Didn't they put a fucking winky face after that, too, or something? Yes, a winky face. Oh, no. Which, again, very anarcho-capitalist. Yeah, no. Oh, I love loved, loved the uh, anarcho-infighting here. Well, it's not infighting. Fuck them. <laughs> they, ain't, they, they ain't part of the anarcho family. Capitalism is infighting. Well, yeah, that's true. But you, we welcome all the anarcho, uh, anarcho-communists, anarcho-syndicalists, green anarchists. As long as you're not an anarcho-capitalist, you're good. You're well welcomed in the anarcho family. <laughs> we can all read the anarcho Bible together. <laughs> that's 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 the theory behind uh, anarcho-biblicalism. Yep. So Isaac departed from there camped in the Wadi Gerar and settled there. Isaac dug again the wells of water that had been dug in the days of his father Abraham, for the Philistines had stopped them up after the death of Abraham, and he gave them the names that his father had given them. But when Isaac's servants dug in the valley and found there a well of spring water, the herders of Gerar quarreled with Isaac's herders and said, The water is ours. So he called the well Essek, because they contended with him. Then they dug another well, and they quarreled over that one also. So he called it Sitna. He moved from there and dug another well, and they did not quarrel over it. So he called it Rehoboth, saying, Now the Lord has made room for us, and we shall be fruitful in the land. Yo, dog, that's our well. <laughs> Sitna. By the way, the footnotes say that Esek means contention, Sitna means enmity, and Rehoboth means broad places or room. So basically he called his last well Liebentraum. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Contention is a cool name for a place though. Oh yeah, you're right. Man, these people are so fucking dumb. This way you should have showed up with people. Cause then if Isaac started uh, digging them up again, there would have been people there to stop him. <laughs> you gotta fill it with people. And those people will do the contention for you. From there he went up to Beersheba. At that very night the Lord appeared to him and said, I am the God of your father Abraham. Do not be afraid, for I am with you and I will bless you and make your offspring numerous for my servant Abraham's sake. So he built an altar there, called on the name of the Lord, and pitched his tent there. And there Isaac's servants dug a well. Digging wells is all he does. That's all he knows how to do. He just didn't know what else to do and he like he just went off of instinct. It's like, okay, build an altar, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll live here, uh, I'll take a well, I, I don't know. It's like when I play Minecraft, I just ended up building the same thing. It's like, <laughs> ah, damn it, I meant to build like a palace here instead I built a well. <laughs> no, but but it's good, I approve of this. I, I, I would rather you start digging down than building up. God does too, shit. That's why Isaac is so godly, because he's not building a tower, he's building down. Exactly. Yeah. God wanted us to build down, not up. Basements. Isaac's on his way there. He just, once he's finished digging the wells, he just needs to send people down there. He's doing, he's doing these half measures, man. He's not 
He's not quite carrying it all the way where it needs to go. But he's doing 100% better than the people who fucking filled them up with dirt. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah, at least he's working with his hands. At least he's fighting the Dragon of Chaos. For every, uh, for every shovel that gets wasted, that's a blow to the Dragon <laughs> of Chaos. For every for every shovel that's worn, like worn to the nub, worn out, <laughs> that's another scale that's worn out the dragon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they use the scales of the dragon to use the you know the actual digging part of the <laughs> shovel. <laughs> I don't know what it's the, called. <laughs> if it, if it even spade, has a different maybe? name. I don't know. Uh, the air, no, that's spades a different. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We're we're clearly not farmers, unfortunately. <laughs> but the listener gets our allegory or something. Yeah, the the more shovels you dig out, the less scales that Dragon of Chaos has. All right, one. Uh, I'm gonna say the line. You ready? Uh, tell me if this sounds familiar. Then Abimelech went to him from Gerar, with Ahuzath, his advisor, and Fikal, the commander of his army. <laughs> Isaac said to them, Why have you come to me, seeing that you hate me and have sent me away from you? They said, We see plainly that the Lord has been with you. So we say, Let there be an oath between you and us. Let us make a covenant with you, so that you will do us no harm. Just as we have not touched you, and have done to you nothing but good, and have sent you away in peace, you are now the blessed of the Lord. So he made them feast, and they ate and drank. In the morning they rose early and exchanged oaths, and Isaac sent them on their way, and they departed from him in peace. That same day Isaac's servants came and told him about the well that they had dug, and said to him, We have found water. He called it Sheba. Therefore the name of the city is Beersheba to this day. (laughs) It's the exact same story, but it has a well. There's another one of those fucking, oh, was it Abraham, was it Isaac? It's probably both. They probably both just did that. <laughs> both. Both is good. Abimelech's just like, man, I got a weird sense of deja vu here. <laughs> Isaac is just the discount Abraham. He's just doing all the same things except shittier, and then he digs a well, too. I figure his advisors and fecal by now would be like, sir, you better be on the lookout for this guy's kids, because I feel like the same situation is going to happen again. And Abimelech's going to be like, nah, you think? Hey, was that well there and before? happens again. But it would be like, what, like, Isaac's like 60 right now. So when he's 120, you know, Wells will be old. And now they're, uh, fighting over parchment. Oh, yeah, no, it's a, they're gonna be past the well age by that point. Into the parchment age, or, um, some proper beds, I guess, that aren't just made of hay. They're fighting over Doritos dust. (laughs) That's where, and Isaac is really gonna shine, he's got a lot of that going. The Lord has blessed him. You will have as many offspring as there is Doritos crumbs all over your bed. <laughs> when Esau was 40 years old, he married Judith, daughter of Beri. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Esau hits it. Wives? Whoa. What a what a fucking abuser. Wait, say again? The title is Esau hits it wives. Oh. <laughs> he hits his wives. <laughs> yes, e- Esau Hittite wives. And that's real fucked up. We don't we don't like that. When Esau was forty years old, he married Judith, daughter of Biri the Hittite, and Basimath, daughter of Elon the Hittite, and they made life bitter for Isaac oh. and Rebecca. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're getting to some drama. Elon comes over and is just like, "What if we build wells? 
What if we build into the ground and get whales and get water? And Isaac's like, that's just fucking wells again. You can't, you can't, you can't just, you can't just say a thing and then act like you invented it when it already exists, Elon. And then he's like, okay, but what if I sent my camel down the well, my bright red camel down the well? Why would you do that? It'll be a scientific statement. What the fuck's a science? Or at least they got that emerald mine money. But there's only room for one anarcho-capitalist patriarch in this story. So we gotta never mention him again. Yes. Wait, so did he marry two people? Yeah, oh yeah. Very. Again, very anarcho-capitalist. Now on. Have you liked the Isaac story so far? I like the Isaac story because it was like Abram 2, yeah. Electric Boogaloo. Now he's gonna die. Oh. <laughs> or at least he's going to be very old. He's old now. He's starting to think about his legacy. Okay. Okay. You had me worried there for a sec. Yeah, no, I jumped the gun a little bit there. But he's got a couple of things to wrap up before before we can get to that part. When Isaac was old and his eyes were dim so that he could not see, he called his elder son Esau and said to him, My son. And he answered, Here I am. <laughs> That's why he liked him. <laughs> Man, just like your father. Reminded him of him as his dear old dad. <laughs> he said, See, I am old. No shit, dad. You serious? <laughs> <laughs> he said see i'm old look at me i'm old i do not know the day of my death now then take your weapons your quiver and your bow and go out to the field and hunt game for me then prepare for me a savory food such as i like and bring it to me to eat so that i may bless you before i die okay i i get it you want a nice meal before you die all right fine i get it yeah you know just a nice little thing. And then he'll bless him. He'll give him his blessing. Uh, I hope a slimy fucking little brother doesn't do anything sneaky here. Now let's read the, last couple, read the next couple verses. Now Rebecca was listening when Isaac spoke to his son Esau. So when Esau went to the field to hunt game for his father, Rebecca said to her son Jacob, I heard your father say to your brother Esau, Bring me game and prepare for me savory food to eat, that I may bless you before the Lord before I die. Now, therefore, my son, obey my word as I command you. Go to the flock and get me two choice kids, so that I may prepare them for savory food for your father, such as he likes. And you shall take it to your father to eat, so that he may bless you before he dies. But Jacob said to his mother, Rebekah, Look, my brother Esau is a hairy man, <laughs> and I am a man of smooth skin. <laughs> Perhaps my father will feel me, and I shall seem to be mocking him, and bring a curse on myself, and not a blessing. His mother said to him, Let your curse be on me, my son. Only obey my word. And go, get them for me. So he went and got them, and brought them to his mother. And his mother prepared savory food, such as his father loved. Then Rebekah took the best garments of his... Then Rebekah took the best garments of her elder son Esau, which were with her in the house, and put them on her younger son Jacob. And she put the skins of the kids on his hands, and on the smooth parts of his neck. Then she handed the savory food and the bread that she had prepared for, to her son Jacob. By the way, a kid is a baby goat, no, I, but we can pretend it's a, it's a child if you want one. Oh, I was thinking it was a baby sheep. But I thought it was a sheep, but yeah. Go makes more sense because I was going to be like... Okay, so they're trying to trick him by when he touches him, he thinks he's touching 
um, Esau because Esau's hairy. But yeah, then I thought, hairy boy. I thought that's th- that's not the same hair though. <laughs> <laughs> what? Why is fucking Esau like a motherfucking sheep? werewolf? <laughs> he's got this fuck. He just got fucking wool. He's just woolly. <laughs> yeah, fucking Isaac touches him. It's like, yeah, you 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 did what I asked you to. I, I see you 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 grew a bit more hair in the meantime. Made you a bit more of a man. Ah, uh, yes, that's exactly what it was. Yeah. Damn, he's so solid. Man, uh, if, if a go- if goatskin's <laughs> gonna trick him, he must be hairy as fuck. Yeah, I'm still I'm still laughing at. I am a man of smooth skin. <laughs> All right, let's see where this goes, shall we? Little femboy Jacob over here. <laughs> so he went into his father and said, "My father," and he said, "Here I am. <laughs> Who are you, my son?" Jacob said to his father, "I am Esau, your firstborn. I have done as you told me." Now sit up and eat of my game, so that you may bless me. But Isaac said to his son, But Isaac said to his son, How is it that you have found it so quickly, my son? He answered, Because the Lord your God granted me success. Then Isaac said to Jacob, Come near, that I may feel you, my son, to know whether you are really my son Esau or not. So Jacob went up to his father, Isaac, who felt him and said, The voice is Jacob's voice, but the hands are the hands of Esau. Okay, look, that I, I kind of got stabbed in the balls looking for this guy, all right? Sorry if my tone's a bit off. I guess he didn't thought, think of that. Jacob's, Jacob really didn't get his story straight. He did not recognize him because his hands were hairy like his brother Esau's hands. So he blessed him. He said, Are you really my son Esau? He answered, I am. Then he said, Bring it to me that I may eat of my son's game and bless you. So he brought it to him, and he ate, and he brought him wine, and he drank. Then his father Isaac said to him, Come near and kiss me, my son. So he came near and kissed him, and he smelled the smell of his garments, and blessed him, and said, Ah, the smell of my son is like the smell of the field that the Lord has blessed. May God give you of the dew of heaven, and of the fatness of the earth, and plenty of grain and wine. Let peoples serve you, and nations bow down to you. Be lord over your brothers, and may your mother's sons bow down to you. Cursed be everyone who curses you, and blessed be everyone who blesses you. That shit actually worked. I was expecting him to smell his garments and, you know, kind of do like a trick, blessing him. It's like, oh, I bless you for you who are so wicked. <laughs> that would have been really cool. But this shit actually worked. This is some Looney Tune type shit. Yeah, he he gave him the Hunter Biden kiss kiss on the lips, and then he did a little smell, and then he's like, "Okay, that's my son. That's that's how my son smells. That's how Esau smells." Yeah, so this is the Bible. So there's no takesies backsies. So Jacob has the blessing now. This is also a really stupid plan because what if like the real one just comes back? And he's like, "Lord, I have brought you it, but you already did." No, I haven't. What? Oh, one. Let's read the next verse, shall we? You're right, I'm assuming. (laughs) As soon as Isaac had finished blessing Jacob, when Jacob had scarcely gone out from the presence of his father, his brother Esau came in from his hunting. He also prepared savory food and brought it to his father. And he said to his father, Let my father sit up and eat of his son's game, so that you may bless me. His father Isaac said to him, Who are you? He answered, I am your firstborn son, Esau. 
Then Isaac trembled violently and said, Who was it then that hunted game and brought it to me? And I ate it all before you came. And I have blessed him. Yes, and blessed he shall be. When Esau heard his father's words, he cried out with an exceedingly great and bitter cry, and said to his father, Bless me also, father. Bless me, me also, father. But he said, Your brother came deceitfully, and he has taken away your blessing. Esau said, Is he not rightly named Jacob, for he has supplanted me these two times? He took away my birthright, and look, now he has taken away my blessing. Then he said, Have you not reserved a blessing for me? Isaac answered to Esau, I have already made him your lord, and I have given him all his brothers as his servants, and with grain and wine I have sustained him. What then can I do for you, my son? Esau said to his father, You have only one blessing, father? Bless me, me also, father. And Esau lifted up his voice and wept. Then his father Isaac answered him, See, away from the fatness of the earth shall your home be, and away from the dew of heaven on high. By your sword you shall live, and you shall serve your brother. But when you break loose, you shall break his yoke from your neck. What's yoke? Like the the thing you put around an ox's an ox's neck, and then you put the plow behind him. It's like it's like a metaphor for servitude. Yeah, it's a heavy yoke. I get it. So some interesting world building here. You can you only have one blessing, I guess, that you can give. Only one blessing. He's like, what can I give you? I already gave, I already gave Jacob all my blessing. And no taxi backsies apparently. Yeah, Esau comes in, and Isaac starts fucking pissing and shitting and shaking. <laughs> At the same time. At the same time. So yeah, no, you were you absolutely called it, one. He came in just immediately afterwards, and then shit hit the fan. The fan being Isaac, trembling violently. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the fan being the chair that Isaac is sitting on. So he doesn't have a fucking blessing. He's like, no, I can only give you one. But also, let me bless you with this. I can give you... the sword. <laughs> so, it's, so it's like a All prophecy right. saying that, like, I mean, yeah, you're kind of fucked, but you're going to break free of his servitude. Trust me. I guess we'll have to see. So, yeah, I mean, there are consequences for these actions, actually. You ready? Yes. Now, Esau hated Jacob because of the blessing with which his father had blessed him. <laughs> And Esau said to himself, The days of mourning for my father are approaching. Then I will kill my brother Jacob. But the words of her elder son Esau were told to Rebekah. So she sent and called her younger son Jacob, and said to him, Your brother Esau is consoling himself by planning to kill you. Now, therefore, my son, obey my voice. Flee at once to my brother Laban in Haran, and stay with him a while, until your brother's fury turns away, until your brother's anger against you turns away and he forgets what you have done to him. Then I will send and bring you back from there. Why should I lose both of you in one day? Then Rebekah said to Isaac, I am weary of my life because of the Hittite women. If Jacob marries one of the Hittite women such as these, one of the women of the land, what good will my life be to me? And so the groundwork is laid for Jacob to skedaddle. But... I'm going to leave you on a cliffhanger, because we're going to see what happens then. Next time. This whole story here is playing out like those mobile ads. <laughs> <laughs> like it's poorly 3D rendered, 
and Isaac's like, go out. And, you know, Esau goes out, and then Jacob comes in here, like, tiptoeing with everything that he's going to bring to Isaac. And then Isaac gives him his blessing. <laughs> and then Jacob comes back. No, he's sorry. Esau comes back. And he's, and then, you know, you, you see where I'm going with this, right? This is playing no. out like a terrible mobile ad. No, you're absolutely right. <laughs> I feel like and then, I feel like it plays out like a terrible mobile ad also with Abraham and like it's like that one that you sent me where it's like you're barren go away you have cancer and then Abraham has and then Abraham starts flirting with the uh with the second wife and then the other wife's crying in like in, in like an abandoned mansion for some reason and, and then, then solitaire happens yeah solitaire <laughs> I'm gonna say that instead of instead of solitaire for this one's gonna be minesweeper <laughs> this one's gonna be minesweeper. Yeah, so yeah. you know, uh, Jacob's running away, and you know, if you if you if you press the wrong square, it's the mine. But the mine is Esau coming to rip your throat out. <laughs> All right, Juan, what'd you think of it? What'd you think of this story? What'd you think of Isaac and Jacob? Who's your favorite character? Ah, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I like the, I like these two characters because uh, J- Jacob is the um the chad hunter gatherer that i definitely would suck cock for but you know sorry esau is the hunter gatherer but jacob's like this old scheming little femboy that i would also fuck <laughs> so it's just a matter matter of whether you would top or bottom well yeah it, it really honestly you gotta be careful around jacob though even if he is devoid of hair he's 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 slimy well that's why he's slimy because he's devoid of hair <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh it's like Frank in that uh, episode of It's Always Sunny. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. I don't want to fuck him anymore. <laughs> oh, but this is a juicy-ass story with a lot of drama. Yeah, yeah. This is this is, this is is the shit I, I thought I'd be reading. It's just like these, uh, these situations being solved by God or something. Better than the last story, which is just a copy-paste of Abram's tale. Yeah, I know, right? Isaac is just discount Abraham, I swear. But like, uh, but like I said, Isaac is is playing along with the uh, feel the earth theology by digging wells. So I like Isaac more than I like Abram. Yeah, I mean, he did less. He just had less harm. time on the screen, so he, he did less harm. Therefore, <laughs> he's just a simple man. Like to dig a dig a good well, do exhibitionist shit with his wife. If that's all he fucking did, then I'm 100% behind Isaac. All right, everyone. Uh, Thank you for listening. Until next time, goodbye. Bye. Bless you. Sorry. Bless you. Bless you. (laughs) I can be that. Gotta put this this at. No, put put it at the end, though. (laughs) <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Go. <laughs> you can start whenever you're ready. No, I gotta get it all out now. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll die here. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe we'll die in the middle of the episode. Yeah, well, we already, you know, went on our knees for God, so we're good. Oh, uh, yeah, we're good. Shit, my five minutes is running out. <laughs> I may be good from here. Okay.